Howdy, everybody. This is David Sanchez, and this is episode 38 of the Riffs or Die podcast for May 25, 2021. This one's a little bit late, so expect another one later on this week to play catch up or cats up. Depends if you're Mr. Burns or not on how you want to pronounce that. Are you here to solve my catsup problem? Yes! The Riffs or Die YouTube channel is starting to get fleshed out with some clips videos. My buddy Victor Hansen, who plays guitar in Psychosomatic, is helping me get those things put up on the internet. So go peep the Riffs or Die YouTube channel and make sure to subscribe to it. And if you find any of those clip videos interesting, please share them around. I'm hoping that with those clip videos, it'll start to generate more interest in the podcast and get more people to tune in. So help me spread those ideas and start passing them around like herpes. Come on, David, that's gross. I know what you're thinking. The reason I used herpes as an example is because, like herpes... Ideas, once you get them, they typically don't really go away. You can reshape the way someone thinks by expressing new ideas. So help me plant those idea seeds in people's minds, and maybe we can start to see the world change a little bit in a positive direction. I'd appreciate the living heck out of that, buddy. Huge shout out to Miss Allison Dibble for subscribing on Patreon. If you want to join the ranks of Allison Dibble, you can go on patreon.com slash riffs or die and subscribe. We're going to be doing the next live Zoom hangout on May 30th. If you want access to that, you have to go on Patreon and sign up at the $10 level or higher, and we can hang out. Once a month, we do that, and we have a good old time, so come on down. As always, if you want to support the podcast, you don't have to go to Patreon and sign up. You could also go to riftsordie.com and pick up some merchandise. But keep in mind that Patreon subscribers get discounts at riftsordie.com. Eh? Eh? Hello? Hello? If you want to shoot me an email, feel free at podcast at riftsordie.com. I love hearing from you, so keep those emails coming. Gross. The other day, I got to watching a David Cronenberg movie with my lady friend. We watched the movie Scanners. I had never seen that movie before, and I gotta tell you, I really, really enjoyed it. For those of you who haven't seen it, the movie is basically about people that have telekinetic and telepathic powers. Their minds are so uh, advanced that they can control matter with their minds, and communicate without speech. And there seemed to be an entity in the film that was very akin to the CIA, 
who seem to be super interested in these people who are called scanners. And they were very interested in harnessing these people as weapons. Because what better soldier could you possibly find than one that is telekinetic? Now, a lot of the stuff in the movie reminded me of MK Ultra, this secret CIA program that happened all the way back in the 60s, where they were giving people psychedelic drugs and trying to essentially find out if they can make them Manchurian candidates. They were doing experiments on people, especially with their minds, trying to bend them to the CIA's will and to basically make them biological robots. So there were a lot of parallels between the movie Scanners and some stuff that has really happened in the United States as far as governments and trying to implement mind control through the use of substances. Now I've seen videos from the 1960s where there were scientists implanting electrodes into animals' brains so that they could control them remotely. There's a really interesting video that you got to look up. I'll have it in the description for this episode, but it's called Jose Delgado and Mind Control. In the video, they show a bull charging at a matador that just stops in an instant because they have the bull hooked up via remote control. And what's crazy about this is at the end of the video, this scientist who implanted this stuff into the bull says that they can achieve these same results without having to implant anything. They can just use radio technology to control biological entities. He's essentially saying that you can destroy free will and turn a biological entity into a robot, essentially. Now, this was decades and decades ago. So I find that very fascinating, especially with some of the new technology that we have. Case in point, a friend of mine sent me an article, and they were talking about this scientist that worked for Harvard. So this scientist, his name is Charles Lieber, and he actually got busted working for the communist Chinese government. Now, some of you listening might remember that there was a story about this guy last year when it started coming out, what this guy was up to. He helped set up a virology lab in Wuhan with a budget of $1.5 million, and he was being paid $50,000 a month to help communist China. All the while, he's an American citizen and working for Harvard. So this guy created something called Neural Lace. Sounds a lot like Elon Musk's Neuralink. It's very similar technology, but it's not the same. So I'm going to read you just a tiny excerpt of this article that was sent to me. So in an interview all the way back in 2018 with Nautilus Magazine, it says that Charles Lieber is developing something called Neuralace a lace-like electronic mesh that you could literally inject into three-dimensional synthetic and biological structures like the brain. Lieber has already demonstrated that mesh brain implants readily integrate into a mouse brain and enable neuronal recordings 
for at least eight months. In a 2018 paper in Current Opinion in Neurobiology, Lieber co-authored a paper with several Chinese scientists titled Mesh Electronics, A New Paradigm for Tissue-Like Brain Probes. They write, To bridge the gap between neural and electronic networks, we have introduced the new concept of mesh electronics probes designed with structural and mechanical properties such that the implant begins to look and behave like neural tissue. Syringe-implanted mesh electronics have led to the realization of probes that are neuroattractive and free of the chronic immune response, as well as capable of stable, long-term mapping and modulation of brain activity at the single neuron level. While such probes could be potentially used to treat neurological disorders, they could also be used as tools to control a human being from within their own brain. Individuals would become drones, prosthetic instruments of a control apparatus. This technology of being able to inject this electronic mesh that finds its way to the brain and then interfaces with it with no rejection from the biology, already exists. This dude was talking about this stuff three years ago, back in 2018. Essentially, the technological ability to create biological robots. Free will and natural autonomy be damned. They have the ability to do this stuff already. My friend sent me that article and it blew my mind because I already knew about Jose Delgado and mind control when he was doing it with animals back in the 60s. But now they're talking about a way that you can do it by implanting it with a syringe, a.k.a. through a needle. Eh? Eh? Now, I'm not saying... I'm just saying. Maybe there's no correlation with what's going on currently with all these uh, highly encouraged, borderline mandated jabs of sorts. But you can't rule it out as a possibility. The technology's been around for years. And they keep trying to bribe people to get these jabs. So, you can take that information and make up your own mind on what's going on there. But I wanted to talk about that because it was super relevant to that movie Scanners and also ties right in with something else that a buddy of mine had sent me. Now, if you go to the CDC's website, you can find a page there called Zombie Preparedness. This sounds like crazy talk, but I'm not making this up at all. You can go on the CDC's official website, and they have a page dedicated to zombie preparedness. Right here, I'm going to read you a little excerpt from CDC.gov. It says, Wonder why zombies, zombie apocalypse, and zombie preparedness continue to live or walk dead on a CDC website? As it turns out, what first began as a tongue-in-cheek campaign to engage new audiences with preparedness messages has proven to be a very effective platform. 
we continue to reach and engage a wide variety of audiences on all hazards preparedness via zombie preparedness. And right here below that paragraph on cdc.gov, it's got uh, these blog posts and links to other things related to their zombie preparedness. So we got right here zombie preparedness blog. There are all kinds of emergencies out there that we can prepare for. Take a zombie apocalypse, for example. Zombie preparedness for educators. Looking to teach preparedness in the classroom? We've got full lesson plans and activities for you to use or adapt with your students. Zombie preparedness poster. It can be tough to get people thinking about emergency preparedness before disaster strikes. We've created these zombie posters to spark some attention and get people involved before it's too late. Now we all know there's a ton of zombie movies out there, new and old. They seem to be cranking out new ones at a much faster rate than ever before. It really makes me wonder, are they trying to tell us something? Are we supposed to be preparing for a zombie apocalypse? Well, it's not something I lose sleep over, but knowing what kind of technology actually exists and the fact that there are biological ailments out there, such as mad cow disease, that make cows cannibalistic, you know, the combination of those things makes me think it's not completely far-fetched. It's not completely out of the question that we might see some sort of zombie apocalypse. Obviously, that would be terrible, but we can't rule it out. I mean, how many different signs do you need out there before you start taking notice that it's in broad daylight, hidden in plain sight, as they say? Maybe I'm just thinking too much into it. Likely, that's the case. But it is really interesting that it's on the official CDC website. We have all these zombie movies We have people being bribed to get a new injection. And we have this corrupt scientist who works for Harvard getting paid off by the Chinese to start a virology lab who also created the technology to be able to remotely control people. Wild stuff. We're living in a sci-fi movie. We're living in like a sci-fi comedy. It's more like science nonfiction, though. So I'm not sure if this phrase already exists, but I'm coining it, I think. Maybe I'm not the first, but Sinofi. Science nonfiction. That's what we're living in. We're living in a Sinofi story. It's going to get strange, people. There's all this talk of being able to upload and download brains and minds to and from the cloud. That technology is not far off. And right there in that article, they were talking about being able to map out a mouse's brain functions for a full eight months with just one injection. So it's not unthinkable that we're going to be getting to a point here soon where uh, people's consciousness will be able to be uploaded into a cloud and maybe downloaded into some sort of a robot. That's a crazy thought and a very uh, potentially scary thought. These really rich, greedy, evil assholes that steer society in whatever direction they want it to go, they might be able to live forever pretty soon. They might be able to just 
download their consciousness off of their dying body and upload it into some super Arnold Schwarzenegger robot type thing. With the direction technology is headed and the rate of how quickly things move, this shit ain't far off the mark. I don't think it's completely unthinkable. A hundred years from now? I mean, dude, think about a hundred years ago in 1921. There is so much technology today that didn't exist then. Imagine where it's going to be in 2121. Buckle up, everybody. It's going to get weird. It's already weird. All I can think of is that song. You ain't seen nothing yet. Bow, bow. Baby, you ain't seen nothing yet. Are you guys ready for it? It's going to be a wild ride. My musical suggestion for the week will be a record by a band called The Ruts. R-U-T-S. The Ruts. The album is called The Crack. There are so many cool songs on this record. I really suggest you give it a listen. The band kind of reminds me of The Clash mixed with Devo, mixed with The Ramones, mixed with The Exploited. They're just fucking cool. Really cool band. And uh, I learned about them when we were on tour with the English Dogs. They were all huge fans of this band, The Ruts. And this album, The Crack, is amazing. You have to go give it a listen. Their drummer is phenomenal. There's some great hooks, really catchy melodies, and uh, it's just full of rock and roll and punk rock attitude. Way underrated band. I wish more people knew about them. So there you go. Check that one out. The album is called The Crack by the band The Ruts. On the next episode, I'm going to be reading a bunch of you guys' emails And if you want to send some fresh ones to my inbox, just do it at podcast at riffsordie.com. And I'll leave you guys with this quote from Bertrand Russell, one of my favorite authors. He wrote an excellent book that's one of my favorites called The Conquest of Happiness. Bertrand Russell said, Do not fear to be eccentric in opinion, for every opinion now accepted was once eccentric. Wise words from a wise man. I'll leave you with that one, friends. Take care of yourself and each other and try to leave the world a little nicer than the way you found it. And then we're going to make it. We're going to be moving on up to the east side. Make sure to check out that YouTube link in the description for this. Sending you over to that Jose Delgado and Mind Control. You got to check out this remote control bowl back in the 60s. Don't forget to hit up riffsordie.com and patreon.com slash riffsordie if you want to get in on that Zoom hangout. I'll talk to you all soon. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) 